Hi, my name is Sonia Lustig. I decided to sit down with my grandma, Sandy Tillis, in her home, which is surrounded by the redwood forests of Mendocino County. There is a stark contrast between the rural, natural landscape of her home versus the cityscape of Oakland, which I was raised in, making it the perfect location to talk with her about a story that made California what it is today. Thank you for listening. Oh, that goes way back. Um, in 1990, when the Sinkion Wilderness State Park was being established, there was a part of the park that was still owned by Georgia Pacific, and they were negotiating to purchase it. However, Georgia Pacific, a logging company from Fort Bragg, was still in that area and still cutting down the trees. And there was a, some very um, prime, important old growth trees in the area that they were cutting, which we eventually called the Sally Bell Grove. EPIC, our local environmental organization, and I was lucky enough to be chosen to be their um, endorsement coordinator, was petitioning the courts to get the logging company to stop logging because that was going to be sold to the park. We didn't want land that had been recently logged to be sold to a wilderness state park. Can you just lay out for me as best as you can what that first day looked like, waking up in the morning and trekking out to the forest? Mm -hmm. What kinds of things were you guys doing out there? Well, we got up really early and we had food and we had water and we had warm clothes. I can't even remember what time of year it was, frankly, but you know, it's cold out there in the morning. And we all gathered, had written a song. And I remember singing this song and, and people spoke in our circle, but um, it wasn't all that organized, but you had your buddy and we just dispersed into the forest and um, hid. We hid. So you guys decide this is worth taking into your own hands. Obviously, the government and corporations of California aren't cooperating. So how did you guys go about tackling this? Well, we had some help from someone that had done civil disobedience in other places. He gave us some game plans. We strategized a lot. We talked about, you know, pe some people climbing in trees. We talked about the kind of the cat and mouse thing where you might be one place and then you run and you're somewhere else. The, the, the um, point of being in the forest is that the loggers, by their own safety regulations, cannot log if there's people in the forest. They cannot. So we actually made um, um, dummies that we, out of straw that we, we hoisted up into trees that looked like people from far away, just so that we could make our media too. So by the end of the day, I remember being in a big circle with um, activists and loggers and media people and police and, and, and having a, a big conversation. Interesting story. They, they take a wedge out of a tree to fall it, and then they do a back cut. So they took this giant wedge out of this big redwood tree. Eventually, we went back in after the whole thing was all over. We found that wedge and we stuck it back in the tree with tree seal. And that tree is still standing to this day. Hearing my grandma tell this story, I could not help but apply the environmental circumstances of the 90s to those of the modern day. In a time when the sacred and vital water supply of Standing Rock, North Dakota, being threatened in the interest of corporate greed. Her determination inspires me to take a more active role in saving our planet 
and support the bravery of those who practice civil disobedience over violence. Grateful to have had my elders preserve the California landscape for my generation to enjoy, I now realize my responsibility to do the same for the generations to come. <laughs>